This is episode 368 of The Real Me and Colin, a movie podcast. On this week's episode, Chase is going to take a look at Bodies, 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 the newest horror film from A24. So what will he think about it? It's getting a lot of divisive reviews online. We'll just have to tune in and find out. This episode starts right now. What is going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of the Real Me and Colin Movie Podcast. I am your host, Chase Lee. And thank you for joining me on this day or night or whenever you're listening to this. You guys are awesome. And speaking of you guys, if you could spread this episode around, like it, share it, do what you gotta do, and let people know this is your favorite movie podcast to listen to, that would be much appreciated. Hey, but listen, maybe there's someone out there uh, that is in your friends or family group that just uh, doesn't really like movies or has been looking for a movie podcast to listen to, send it, you know, send uh, this episode their way. Maybe they'll get a, uh, a kick out of it and maybe they'll uh, subscribe and just join this awesome community of just wonderful movie fans that just love to talk and listen to the best things in the world, movies. So, uh, yes, thank you guys for all your support week to week. You guys are incredible, amazing as always. Love you all. This is episode 368. Like I said at the top, I will be going over Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. That is my main review of conversation. Uh, so look out for that. And then I also want to kind of go over just A24's uh, horror films in general. Kind of talk about the ones I liked, the ones I didn't really care for, ones that are underrated. It's going to be a fun discussion. Um, and so, yeah, that's going to be uh, all the talking uh, today on the subjects and everything. But first of all, I got to ask, per usual, how you guys doing? You guys doing pretty good? Um, it is middle of August. Uh, yeah. Uh, at the time of this recording, it is actually raining for the first time in a long time in good old Texas. So uh, that's fun. We're not going to all die of heat stroke, at least for today, but maybe tomorrow. But yeah, you know, it's um, kind of weird recording in like a, a darker room because I'm used to the sun just staring at me with its beams and just just killing me. Ever so slightly, and just cooking on my insides. But yeah, um, that's what's going on uh, weather-wise. weather, weather -wise. Thank you for joining me on my weather forecast report. Um, I am your host, uh, Weather Weather McStubbles. Um, is that an actual weatherman's name? Someone should look that up. If not, then we're going to create our own uh, news channel, and we're going to, that's the name of the weatherman. Um, anyways, yeah, so catching up on stuff from this week, uh, caught up with Better Call Saul. Um, Phenomenal episodes. Um, I think Rhea Seahorn is going to win that Emmy for next year. I can see Bob Odenkirk also winning it. Carol Burnett is also really great as a guest star. These last six episodes are just really great television. Um, so yeah, if you are a fan of Breaking Bad, I will still once again hype it up until at least next week when the, the finale happens. Um, check it out. I, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Um, continuing to watch what we do in the shadows and only Murders in the Building, and Only Murders only has one episode left um, for the season, so that's that's awesome. Um, continuing my journey on Mythic Quest, um, just ever so, so so slowly, but um, you know, kind of preparing myself for season three when it drops. Uh, finished Severance. I don't know if I mentioned that uh, last time, but maybe I did. But that's a phenomenal show. Everyone that's been talking about it, just praise praise is deserved. Um, I think that's about it in terms of TV shows. Yeah, just rewatching a bunch of The Office. Um, did watch the pilot to The Old Man. It's fine. I guess I'm just tired. Maybe Liam Neeson has really just 
made me exhausted of this subgenre, but the whole like, I've been in the CIA for so long, I'm retired, I'm off the grid. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm off the grid. Oh, I gotta do one more job, okay. People are hunting me down, I gotta go find out who's doing this. Who's the mole from the inside that's targeting me? It's just, we've seen this done before, and I'm like, why is this a TV series? Like, I already see this enough in Liam Neeson movies that are an hour and a half. I don't wanna see it in TV form. Pilot was was good, but I just I just have no desire. I just I'm tired of these stories. Uh, or maybe I just need to take a break from. Them. I have no clue. Maybe Liam Neeson just has burned me too much. I have no clue. But um, yeah, the pilot to that was um, was good. Um, also, I finished almost finished the pilot to Blackbird, the Taron Edgerton uh, show. Uh, Paul Walter Heiser uh, uh, Hauser, I, I believe. Ray Liotta is one of his final performances. That was a great pilot. I can't wait to finish that whenever I do. Um, Taron got jacked. He got jacked. If that is his audition to play um, superhero, he's got the job. Uh, that man has been doing a lot of chest and shoulder stuff for sure. But um, yeah, I liked what I saw so far. Um, yeah, I just need to finish it. But that's pretty much it in terms of like catching up on shows, watching some new ones. Um, yeah, just a very, very busy, uh, busy week. And of course, my God, we have, we have She-Hulk coming up. We have Andor, we have Lord of the Rings. We have a uh, house of the dragon. Oh man, you guys are going to get so much TV recap. It's going to be insane. So I'm looking forward to August and September and like the next like six to eight weeks. It's going to be crazy television. So, um, yeah, uh, that's all I've been really catching up on. So, Hey, listen, uh, the movies I saw this week were Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Um, and, well, I saw it last week. And so uh, it is now my turn to review it because it comes out uh, this week, August 12th, everywhere. It hit some select theaters this past weekend, but it hits everywhere uh, this Friday. But I really wanted to kind of touch upon A24 and some of their horror films. And I'm going to look back all the way to when they started in 2013. Um, because I think there's a lot of great gems that maybe people have forgotten about or just haven't seen or haven't seen in a while. So A24, of course, their first film ever was A Glimpse Inside the Mind of Charles Swan III and then Ginger and Rosa. But the one that was kind of the breakout one for them initially was Spring Breakers. Um, and so I didn't really care for that one. But then like Spectacular Now came around. That was my favorite film of 2013. What a glorious, glorious um, little romance film. So I'm like, okay, A24, you're cute. You got some cute movies. And then they said, hold my freaking beer. And they decided to release Enemy, uh, the Denny Vell new film where Jake Gyllenhaal plays two characters. I love that movie. Um, I know a lot of people love Prisoners, which rightfully so, great movie. Um, Blade Runner 2049, Arrival, uh, Dune. Denny Villeneuve is a fantastic director, but one that gets underlooked and is a great, not really horror film, but kind of a thriller, uh, suspense film. Enemy is fantastic, and it's got one of the, the best jump scare shots I've ever seen in a theater because I particularly hate spiders, and the end of the film nearly made me wet my pants. It was one of those situations where I was like, okay, cool. And then when you do um, like the dissection, videos on youtube there's some really great analysis of uh 
the whole movie and then the final shot. It'd be a great one. Under the Skin is one of my favorite films I've ever seen. Um, that film blew me away and it reminded me so much of like a Stanley Kubrick uh, type of film. Very slow, methodical, really kind of pun intended gets under your skin and really kind of just attaches itself to you and never lets go with its imagery and its its themes and um, just the overall mood and atmosphere. It's so good. It doesn't spoon feed you. It just um, really just kind of plays out and you can make up your own interpretations. But that is a phenomenal horror film from A24. Scarlett Johansson barely says a word in the film, but her physical acting is unmatched. And that was when I took her more seriously. I was like, oh, between like this and her, she is phenomenal. Um, and that's partly my fault. I didn't really see that many films from hers uh, prior to that. Um, so I needed to do more homework. But I'm just getting great stuff. Um, oh, Life After Beth. I completely forgot about that one. That one is more of like a horror comedy. Um, so I don't really count that. Um... Ex Machina, more sci-fi horror. You know, wouldn't really count that either. Uh, dark Places, once again, kind of dark thriller. The Witch, yeah. You know, kind of their, uh, I guess, more commercial horror film. Their first commercial horror film. I saw that one in Fantastic Fest. Uh, Robert Eggers came out um, to introduce it with the audience. It was my final film that I saw in 2015 uh, for the Fantastic Fest. What a great experience. I love that film. Uh, really creepy, unnerving. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, first exposure to her. Really great stuff using uh, the English language from like the 1700s. Um, and then, of course, he kind of duplicated that effect with the lighthouse. But yeah, The Witch is, it's, it's one of their best for sure. Green Room, I would actually consider a horror film. That's the one where a bunch of um, people try to escape Nazis. Um, Anton Yelchin, rest in peace, sir. Uh, that was one of his final films. Great film to add to his filmography. Um, and Patrick Stewart playing a villain. Uh, that sweet old man just uh, showing us that he can be a real real piece of trash, you know. But um, yeah, Green Room, great, great horror film. Um, the Lobster, in some ways, is kind of a horror film, but it's not. Um Uh, let's see. It comes at night. Yeah. Um, I didn't really care for that one. I thought that one was okay, but that one's more atmospheric uh, type of horror film. The Killing of a Sacred Deer, I would consider a horror film. Really disturbing stuff. Um, that is a fantastic one that no one ever talks about anymore. Uh, it was my first introduction to Barry Keoghan. Um, um, I thought he was absolutely phenomenal in that. And of course, look where his career's at. Uh, he's doing it big. So then after that, another big one for them was Hereditary. My favorite film in 2018. That theater experience was unmatched. I was completely creeped out the entire time. I thought the filmmaking was impressive. The imagery was was beautiful and haunting. Um, the sound design, the Tony Collette's performance, it just everything about that movie just absolutely loved. So that is another great horror film um, from A24. Another one, First Reformed, not really a horror film in like a slasher sense, um, but more like psychological horror on like religion. I don't know. I 
I would consider that kind of a horror film. The ending is pretty disturbing. Um, so yeah, there's that. Uh, I totally forgot they did uh, Under the Silver Lake. Uh, never saw High Life. <laughs> the Death of Dick Long. That's that's more of a dark comedy, but <laughs> um, The Lighthouse, another Robert Eggers film, his follow up to The Witch. Um. I thought was also a great horror film, really claustrophobic, really um, has has a lot of atmosphere with like the sea and um, it, I don't know. It feels like, you know, you, you feel like you're in that time period uh, film about two people just going mad. You know, they're stuck in one location for, for so long that it just um, gets to them and really great performance work from Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. Never saw St. Maude. Uh, that was one of the few that I have missed, and I heard that one was a pretty good, like, kind of possession horror film. But yeah, I just never saw it. Lamb was kind of a horror film. That one was okay. Uh, it was beautifully shot, and it had some um, interesting concepts, but I just, I already forgot about it. But, um, yeah, and of course, they came out with uh, a, another film this year, X, and they got the movie Pearl also coming out. It's prequel. Um so yeah, that's about it. So yeah, you know, H24 has provided us with a lot of films. Um, oh, and Midsommar, uh, and Men, but Men was awful. Uh, Midsommar was good. Uh, I like that one quite a bit, but uh, Ari Aster's first one, Hereditary, is unmatched. Yeah, so H24 can sometimes hit it, and when they hit it, they can hit it big, uh, but sometimes they take humongous swings and it just doesn't really pan out. Um, but what I can appreciate from uh, that company is that they're willing to just try different things. And they, um, yeah, I, I I just like the fact that they try. <laughs> and they have all different types of films. I've seen some films that are family-oriented and they're like rated PG. I've seen ones that are just extremely R-rated and they got uh, naked old people in them. Uh, which, by the way, other films do. I see you, A24. I see you. Uh, but yeah, I, I like what they're doing over there. Just continue to make movies A24, even if some of them don't work and some of them uh, are just massive hits uh, with me. I just like the fact that there's a lot of variety. So that is it for my A24 kind of horror breakdown. When we come back from the break, let's talk about their latest horror film, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Really excited to talk about that one. Getting a lot of mixed reactions online. Uh, so we'll uh, when we come back from the break, we'll talk about it. See you soon. And the movie I want to talk about right now is Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Now, this one comes to us from A24, and it hits theaters this Friday everywhere, August 12th, if you choose to watch this film, regardless of what I'm about to say. So what is this movie about? When a group of rich 20-somethings plan a hurricane party at a remote family mansion, a party game turns deadly in this fresh and funny look at backstabbing fake friends and one party gone very, very wrong. So, you know, going into this, I was looking forward to it on this basis alone. It's A24, and when A24 knocks it out of the park with a horror film, I, I will remember it for the rest of my life. Case in point, when I saw Hereditary for the first time, knocked me off my, my socks, man. Knocked my socks off. That's the phrase. Um, and I've been thinking about it ever since, and I, I've always wanted to rewatch re it and kind of dissect it from a filmmaking perspective. And it, it was just an unnerving experience as a horror film. I just loved it. 
And I still love it to this day. It's one of my favorite films of all time. Um, but when A24 misses, they can miss pretty significantly. Um, but with the A24 logo, I will give anything at least a chance. The marketing of this film is a different case. I never thought the trailers won me over. It was never funny to me. None of the jokes landed. I was like, okay, A24 is kind of going for like a scream meets clue in a more effed up way. I dig it. But the trailers are not working for me. When I saw a bullet train last week, I had already seen bodies, bodies, bodies at this, at this point. They played the Red Band trailer in front of the bullet train audience. So Red Band trailer, they allowed to uh, push the envelope a little bit, have drugs, swear words, um, you know, sex if they wanted to. It, the Red Band trailer is specifically meant for an R-rated audience. Bullet train is rated R, it makes sense. When that trailer played, no one in my theater laughed at the jokes. It looked like no one was engaging with this trailer whatsoever. So I was like, oh no. I don't think this film's going to do that well. Or if it does, I think it's going to divide people. I think people are going to like this film or they're going to absolutely hate it. I don't think there's going to be any in between. So after all of that, after seeing it, I like it. But I don't want to rewatch it again. I don't think it has a rewatchability factor for just me personally. I saw it. It was fun enough in the theater where I would maybe recommend the highest as a like a matinee if you wanted to go see it. But honestly, you could just wait for this to hit streaming. But for my personal experience, it was a fun enough mystery to where when the end happened, the twist was kind of clever. And I enjoyed um, just the, the ride it took me on in terms of um, just story and taking me through all these twists and turns and figuring out who did it. That was fun enough. Um, so, yeah. I, I'm kind of a, a lukewarm reception to slightly, you know, a little bit better. But yeah, it's uh, I don't think this film is going to be for everyone. And I've seen a lot of people online just absolutely tear this thing apart and just absolutely hate it. And a lot of their complaints are the way the characters are. No one's likable in this movie. And to be quite frank with you, everyone's kind of unbearable. Um, but there are a bunch of rich people kids they didn't really expect anything less so you know um yeah it could be quite um insufferable at some at some points but i think in terms of like what they were going for i i like it but i'm very hesitant on saying that because i the more i've thought about it the more it just is kind of lessened for me but i had a decent time in the theater starting with the story I thought the mystery was engaging enough. I liked the end twist to it. I thought it was something that would be realistic to a group of rich, spoiled brats that are bored and have nothing to do except get drunk and get high. I feel like this would go down like this. And um, it would be tragic, but also slightly hilarious. That's where the, the dark kind of comedy kind of pours in. That end twist will, I think, the end twist in the characters, I think, will make or break this movie for people. But for me, I thought it was clever uh, and I, I I liked it just from a, a, a mystery perspective. In terms of the actual, the actual story, yes, the characters are very unlikable and you just want to punch some people in the face for sure. But I saw a, a, a kind of live stream Q&A after the film 
And I was hearing the director talk, and I really liked what she was saying about um, bringing the the um, I guess animal out of people. Uh, you know, the the uh, feral side of of human beings, like when they're kind of pushed into a corner, like what's going to come out? Like it's usually the truth, and that kind of goes with the whole like backstabbing premise and like all these fake friends. Um, you know, they, they feel like they need to be friends because they're all rich and they probably all grew up in the same community, but deep down they all kind of hate each other. Um, so it kind of exposes a little bit of how how the truth uh, can mask, you know, relationships and friendships. And when pushed in an extreme situation, people's uh, animalistic sides will come out. Uh, so I thought it was I thought that was an interesting viewpoint that the director um, touched upon. I thought that was really cool to really kind of showcase like how far lies can take us as people, especially when they're uh, supposedly a a close group knit of friends. Um, What's going to happen when uh, a murder like this happens, like whose real selves are going to come out. Um, So I thought that was interesting commentary um, from a story perspective. Um, I have more of an issue with the comedy bent to it. Besides the end of the end twist, I thought the majority of the jokes were pretty bad. And it's a lot of generational lingo. I know people are using the term Gen Z. I don't think it's really Gen Z. It's just more kids in general and like teenagers and um, probably rich brats that are on TikTok all the time. And they just pick up on certain lingo. I don't really think it's like a specifically like a generational uh, movie, but the humor in it is it's it's bad. I didn't laugh once. I maybe like grinned and maybe chuckled at a couple jokes, but they were trying so hard in a few scenes where it was it was embarrassing. And I'm not gonna really fault the movie too much for that because it really it leans into more of the thriller who done it. Uh, suspense angle uh, than anything. And then a lot of the scenes between the characters like really telling the truth about each other, those scenes were great. Those scenes worked. But it's just the humor. Most of it did not work for me. And I don't know. It it was just, I don't know. It it felt like it was trying too hard. Um, But like I said, I wouldn't fault it that much because for every joke that was thrown at us or every scene that had like a funny character um spitting out dialogue then we had great scenes with characters really um showcasing who they are and like oh why why they're lying to each other and like why are they doing these things and i don't know i thought that was more interesting from a uh psychological standpoint but yeah the humor did not work for me um yeah so yeah so overall i like the story i like the mystery um, a lot of the the deeper thematic stuff worked, um, but the humor did not work with me uh, so well. The kills, if you're in it uh, just for you know the kills and the violence uh, kind of standpoint, yeah, it's fine. Um, it's not really like you know um, Friday the Thirteenth level where it's just blood everywhere. Um, it's more of like on a scream level where like the blood is apparent, but it's not like overly like done or like goofy and over the top like Evil Dead. Um, so if you're in it for like, uh, that standpoint, it's, yeah, it's more like on a scream level. The performances are actually really good. Like 
considering the fact that I hated everyone in this movie from an acting or like a character standpoint, because their characters were so obnoxious, everyone did a fantastic, fantastic job from that point. Also, I would like to see Lee Pace do more films like this. Sir, you've made a great career. You've already done your big franchises. Stick to doing this stuff. This was fun. Um, yeah, you know, I, I'm i not like the biggest fan of Pete Davidson, um, but we're Crohn's brothers. So, you know, I, I, ha I have I respect him on that level for sure. But uh, yeah, he's, he's fine. Um, but all the, all the ladies uh, in the group, uh, Amanda Stenberg, Maria Bakalova, she surprised the heck out of me. I knew she was a fantastic actress from uh, the Borat uh, sub subsequent movie film. Um, she was great. She was she was ferocious. She was ballsy. She really committed to doing real life pranks. Seeing her act in a dramatic horror uh, role was a breath of fresh air because she was absolutely wonderful. In this, I can't wait to see where her career goes beyond that. I knew she was a powerhouse since the Borat movie, but this is on a completely different level in the best way possible. Uh, Rachel Sinat, um, yeah, she's she's pretty good. Uh, I was first, uh, I I came onto her kind of personality on Twitter because someone kept liking all of her tweets that I followed, and I was just like, oh, she's got she's got some bite to her personality. I like this, and um, she kind of has that here, and I want to see more of her uh, in her career. And then Chase uh, Sue Wonders, she was also really great um, as this character named Emma. I thought everyone's like kind of interactions uh, with each other, it fit really well. But also um, having them also just butt heads all the time also was really effective. So I thought their, their chemistry worked. And then when it started to dissolve right in front of her eyes, just them going at each other and really kind of showcasing who they are. That was fun to watch. And on an acting level, really great stuff. Um, and then uh, Mahala Harold, uh, I hope I pronounced that correctly. She was really great too. I think a, a standout for sure in the group. Uh, Helena Regine is the uh, the director. And I remember uh, her just kind of talking about each and every character in the, uh, the Q&A live stream. And she really kind of understood on a thematic level, how each character was and how she knew that they were going to act with each other and have, uh, you know, this fake personality. And then like when they really, really got to each other, they were going to really um, uh, be who they are at 100%. I don't know. Just the way she was talking about it, I just, I really enjoyed um, her discuss the characters and like just... Um, each of the personalities and their backstories. That was really fun. Um, I like this. I like the, the way this movie was uh, lit and the way it was shot. Um, really haunted house feel, but definitely for the modern generation, using cell phone lights to light up everything in a, a more naturalistic setting. It provides a lot of the tension and suspense and really just kind of, you don't know what's surrounding these characters at any given moment. The killer could be right behind them or right uh, beside them. Um, so I like the way uh, this movie utilized um, lighting and just kind of a more naturali naturalistic approach, but more for a modern audience. I think that's all I can really say about this film. I've kind of uh, exhausted all the all the points. There's really nothing more I can say. 
this film, like I said, will divide people for sure. I think people are going to either have fun with it or they're just going to absolutely hate it. And to be honest with you, I understand both. I understand both arguments. But for me, it worked for an in-theater experience. Don't really care to watch it again. But there were some things about it that I, I liked enough to where I would recommend this as a matinee at most. And that will do it for my review of Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Thank you for tuning into the review. And uh, hey, if you could just comment down below or just you know, send me a tweet or whatever and let me know whether you like Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Loved it, hated it, whatever. I want to know your thoughts on it. But that will do it for this podcast episode of the real man Coleman movie podcast thank you for joining me for episode 368 it is in the back next week for episode 369 nice um it will be over beast uh the newest idris elba film i'm seeing that film on tuesday the 16th so you guys will get your normal wednesday episode the following day but that will be the main topic of conversation and maybe i'll have like some of my favorite films of like uh survival films of people running away from creatures <laughs> or very large versions of real life animals you know um case in point like eight-legged freaks freaked me out as a kid because those spiders were absolutely humongous and i hate spiders but uh yeah no maybe i'll talk about that um as another topic of conversation for that episode but beast will be the main topic of conversation for next week's episode 369 thank you for joining me guys i am chase if you could spread this episode around, like it, favorite it, do what you got to do with all the social media jargon uh, and let people know this is your favorite movie podcast to listen to, that would be much appreciated. You guys are phenomenal. I love you all. Thank you for tuning in for this episode and I will see you guys next week. Uh, I am Chase once again. Goodbye.